Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman. It's another episode of Azure Fright. I'm here with Olivier Bloch, who's bribing me with <laughs> IoT devices. Now, I'm going to be a little bit uh, a little bit negative. We've seen IoT Hub uh, talks before. Maybe somebody takes a small electric car, and then yep. we send the telemetry data into yep. the cloud. That's an amazing thing. Millions of devices sending telemetry data in the cloud is data from here to the cloud. What else can I do with IoT Hub, though? Actually, way more. Because yeah, as you were mentioning, like, telemetry is that easy, easy thing, actually. Something we've been doing forever. Mm. Um, using the cloud as the intelligence of your system, mm -hmm. that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. But now the customers who are actually doing that, they care about a few more things, such yes. as provisioning devices, securing their devices, managing the devices. Yeah. So when it comes to connecting one device, like we're doing here, having fun, we engineers playing with maker devices, yep. it's kind of easy. But then when it, come, it becomes something which is at scale, uh, think about a simple like thing such as this device to connect to Azure needs to have unique credentials. Yep. You want to have a way to differentiate one device one from another one, and yep. you want to be able to address them. So basically, these devices, they have to have some unique piece of software down there mm. that allows you to actually identify them. And you cannot do that in a factory, right? Because factory is about like creating these millions of devices right. like super rapidly. So you cannot go there and flash that unique ID. Right. And by the way, if that ID is compromised, what are you going to do? Exactly. Like, and I don't want a public batch. endpoint that people can send garbage data to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that comes actually with other uh, things such as device management. So once the devices are in the field, mm -hmm. how do you configure them? How do you address devices in batches? Mm. Like in this building, we have HVAC systems. We have tons of sensors. Yep. What do you do when it comes to like updating the firmware, updating the configuration for a full building, uh, a full level on the building, things like that? Yeah, things happen. There was a big WPA Wi-Fi problem that happened, and uh, exactly. turned out Microsoft had already patched everything by the time it was announced. So exactly. being aware of that kind of stuff is so important. Yeah. So what you need is actually having a, an infrastructure mm -hmm. that allows you to have the devices connected, authenticated, right. and then manageable. Mm. And that's what IoT Hub does. Beyond just the telemetry that you can actually do without a full-blown pass service like IoT Hub, you can do that with like other things that are meant to transport data from A to Z, right? Right. Like event hubs or something like that. IoT Hub gives you all that infrastructure to do device management. It has very rich features such as device twins, device direct methods. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to show you device twins in a minute just to illustrate yeah. one of these features. Let's see something real. They're very complicated, I would say, in principle, mm -hmm. very secure, mm -hmm. but very powerful. Brilliant. And we offer SDKs that allow you to, uh, to, uh, to address these various features in a very easy way. All right. um, another thing that I want to mention is that if you want to see a full-blown implementation of a real device that has like uh, built-in security and so on, and integration to the Azure IoT device management, yep. Windows IoT Core is a good example of that. We've done lots of work with the team to integrate the clients for Azure IoT Hub mm -hmm. and the device management features, because we know Windows well at Microsoft, and so we know how to do a firmware update, how to do a, a, a application update, and so on. And all of that now is super easy to do on embedded devices running IoT Core. But obviously, we're targeting other devices as well, like right. Linux-based ones, or these tiny uh, microcontroller type of devices, like this one. Mm -hmm. So what I want to show you is uh, the usage of device twins, okay. which is that very simple concept of a representation, a, a digital rep representation of a device in the okay. cloud. So you have, basically, it's a JSON file that sits in the cloud managed by IoT Hub. There's right. one of, each of, of them for each of the devices that are connected to your IoT Hub. Okay. In this device twin, you have several sections. The first one is a section called tags. This is something that only the cloud sees, not the device. And that okay. allows you to group your devices. You can create your own tags and say, hey, there's a tag location. There's a tag building number. There's a tag level. Okay. And then that allows you, using queries and what we call jobs, to address these devices in the bulk. 
I want to update all my devices on floor number one. Mm -hmm. I can just set a little like SQL query to, to then pass a command for updating firmware on all the devices on that level. So if is the is the device twin the uh, the shadow of it? Is it a it it is a is is it's that a proxy? Yeah, yeah. It's know? it's a it's a representation of the configuration of the device. So it's Last the true representation. State, of, how do you is. know that it's in sync though? Which one is the authoritative source? So IoT Hub actually the service itself mm. and the client are taking that uh, synchronization in charge, and you have this notion of properties. The tags I was mentioning are IoT Hub ownership. So right. you can only with credentials that are high level access the tags and edit them, right? Okay. So basically, IT Hub owns that. So that's the authoritative source. That's, that that is. IT Hub is, is the, uh, the, the source, is the big boss here. Yes. And then you have notion of properties. And you have two sections. You have notion of reported properties that a device ah, owns and pushes they up. Own. Okay, exactly. then that's the authoritative And then source. you have the, the, the notion of desired properties. Basically, what the cloud wants the device to be in, it will send. And the device can only read these ones. That's so basically, clever. you have this notion of desired reported properties that right. go in between. And uh, your, your code on the device, mm -hmm. leveraging the SDK mm -hmm. that takes care of the plumbing, knows what to do with that information. Cool. Right. So ITUP on its, on its side is actually doing the synchronization and mm -hmm. also allows you to address these devices offline. Because devices are not always connected. And so basically, Device Twin allows you to say, you know what, next time this device gets online, I want its firmware to be at that version. Yep. Device comes online, synchronizes the twin through the SDK, sees that there's a new device uh, firmware version that is required, right. and will then implement that firmware update. And then will, when it comes back online, report its new firmware version mm -hmm. to the backend to IT Hub. IT Hub can see that new firmware version and report to your backend application that everything is green and that device is up to date. Mm -hmm. And does that in some way help prevent things from getting bricked? Because there's always the fear that you'll have some device out there in the world that's yeah. going to get bricked. To, to a certain extent, actually, because uh, what we are providing is the plumbing to make that happen. Mm -hmm. the, the hardware manufacturer, the one who's building the hardware, knows how to do the firmware update. They know how to do right? their update. You just know yeah. how to give it to them and successfully exactly. and report success exactly. and versions. The good news is that they don't have to care about securing that connection. We take care of that. Good. They don't have to care about the flow of that exchange with the cloud nice. because we take care of that. They don't have to care about the, uh, the security in between because we encrypt everything. So basically, they can focus on what they know how to do, which I is see. updating the firmware. And once the file has arrived, they can be assured that it's the correct file. Exactly. It's crypt cryptographically significant. The SHA is correct. It's not corrupted. Exactly. Nice. And, and then they can like, do everything I just right. mentioned. Show so me let me something show real. you how that works. Let's right. do it. What I'm using here is uh, VS Code. All Love right. the thing. There's an Arduino extension for VS Code. We're yeah. actually coding using uh, the Arduino extension here. So you're writing .ino files. I usually I'm do this in the Arduino. I'm writing C code. Seriously. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? I usually and write I this in the Arduino IDE. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? The Arduino extension yeah. actually leverages your Arduino IDE in the back. At least all the, it's, oh, it's, it's automating everything. It. You can nice. do everything that, that you used to do in the Arduino IDE into VS Code. All right. Well, you sold right? me on that part. Uh, and so <laughs> I can show you more, but I know, it's I like know. too much. Time. We'll talk later. Uh, so we have the typical Arduino code here. Yeah. There's a setup section. And what I want to show you is how simply you can actually leverage that rich feature, the twin. Mm -hmm. You can actually, uh, in the init function, you initialize the client, and then you set a callback for receiving a notification when there's a new device twin information. So that's your own device. You want to be notified when the cloud updated the desired properties. The desired right? properties. And then you can impose them or not. Exactly. And then it's a simple callback. Attach the callback, yep. and in your code, you'd be notified. Uh, the, the callback actually is just above here. And what the callback does, it actually parses that twin. Yep. 
gets the information out of it, and in the parsing actually gets, uh, looks for the, in, uh, the, the information, uh, the data called user-led It comes state. down as JSON. Yes, so you it just comes use whatever as JSON. You so use your local JSON Whatever stuff. JSON, and yeah. here you can see, I'm looking at des desired properties, and I'm looking at the object called user-led state. Yep. Right? So you can imagine what I'm going to do yep. with that information. You're gonna, so you're gonna, let me see if I can guess. You're going to change in the cloud the desired property of an LED to be something, it will then be imposed upon it. Exactly. But the delivery, all yep. of that, it'll just appear, and then it needs to make the decision in the callback. Exactly. You got to right. impose that or yeah. not. Nice. The other, the other part is in the loop. That's my regular like, you know, loop in the in, sure, the, in sure. the code. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm reporting my state. If something changed on my sensors or whatever, I can actually report that state up to the cloud. And then that tells you that the the, the desired state, the uh, uh, the, the goal state achieved. Exactly. Okay. And exactly. how often are you checking that? And so in, in that one, actually, that um, actually that loop is a two second, but I can put two it a minute, loop. two minute, yeah. whatever. It, it, it really doesn't right, matter. Cool. And here we can see is like JSON. It's like pure, like, right. see, see what it's doing JSON. And if you've ever Print done Arduino test. stuff, there's already great support for JSON objects in Arduino. Yeah, exactly. And even though it's C, it's easy to parse. Exactly. Lovely. It, 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 no, no brainer here. Oops, so what what I have here What's is... That, which of these LEDs matter? So we have several several LEDs here. Um, I see the one marked user at the bottom There is one there. called user. That's one that's I'm actually turned right. on. There's one called Azure just above. Is it? The, yeah, oh, it tells you you're connected okay. to Azure. Oh, I see. Isn't Programming cool? is there. <laughs> exactly. Is there. Okay. So what I have um, now on the screen is a web app. The web app itself gets its information from IoT Hub. That's pretty cool, actually. From the back end and reads the state of the device. Did you draw that? And actually, uh, we have some champions that actually did that. That's pretty I cool. I can claim it's me, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the idea here is to report to the user or to a backend system the yep. state of the device. And you can see that the infrared sensor is working. Yep. Nominal, no problem. And so you have these various information. Now what I want to do is turn the LED on, right? So I can actually set the desired stat for that LED. So do me LED a favor. Can you turn on? that on and off? And then they can zoom in on the camera there and take that off. That's yeah. this one right here, yeah. This the, so the one that marked user. There it is, just turned off. It's right below the one marked Azure. And then we hit it again, and then Good boom, the desired off. state then becomes the actual state. Exactly. So that's the beauty of that. That's pretty cool. So it's, 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 I would say it's like the typical IoT maker demo, like blinking a LED. But now we're doing that through a very structured way. That's the trick. And that's the trick. That's the difference. Right. Because we just turned on an LED, and we finally answered the question, but does it scale? Exactly. It does scale. Exactly. And how do you address these millions of devices out there? If I want to turn LED on only 50% of them yep. with a specific type of query, like based on other sensors' mm -hmm. data, like eventually it. their own state. Secure, then you can do that. In a secure, structured, and reliable way. Exactly. All right. And so we have tons of other things that ITUP can do. Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, you know, we're going to do that over another session. Mm -hmm. um, device twin and device management in general, something that you get for free with IT Hub. So, so I see here that this says the Microsoft Azure IoT Starter Kit yes. that you have so kindly bribed me with. Exactly. Can people buy these and people start yes. playing with IoT themselves? Yes. So what you can do is actually go to aka.ms slash devkit, or okay. there's the URL down there. aka.ms IoT hyphen devkit. Exactly. Okay. And uh, once you have that, actually, you have access to a bunch of samples and, 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 uh, and code um, provided on GitHub. All mm -hmm. the SDKs are on GitHub, open source. And we have all these samples as well up there. And uh, because you're going to write some nice blog posts based on that one as I well, we're going to have you one more. Yeah. So yeah, that's all the right. idea. Fantastic. I am learning all about Azure IoT Hub here on Azure Friday.